the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. We are the people of God. Are you or are you not part of the Church of Jesus Christ? Then let's love one another. Pray for one another. Email. Make a phone call. Talk about Jesus. Today on The Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris is here. He's going to focus on a beautiful truth found in the first chapter of 2 Corinthians, where we read about God's compassion and comfort for us and how the comfort He provides us we can pass on to others. Let's go hear the message for today. Come as you are. I've seen signs on church street signs. And the signs are saying, come as you are. Now, I know what they're welcoming us to and the, the people who are driving by uh, to a contemporary, what they're calling a contemporary service. Now, the one I'm thinking about is an Episcopal church in the Davisonville area, a beautiful traditional church that was built, I think, back in the 1800s, a cemetery. It's very picturesque. Uh, they're not going to do away with their traditional and ritual services, but they've added a service and this big sign, come as you are. Now, I, I think what that means is <clears throat> you don't have to dress up to come. You know, for these traditional services, jeans, blue jeans, are, the, are in. They're the thing. Now, for the service here, you know, I, I wear a, a robe for the most part, except during the summer when it was so hot, and, uh, but now I'm back to wearing a robe. And uh, the, the uh, contemporary services, they're blue jeans. So either a, a, that, that's their clerical robe. The blue jeans. You with me? <laughs> blue jeans are fine. They're no problem. I've got several pair of them and I wear them a lot. But uh, uh, come as you are, not referring to the person's dress uh, or their, the, the dress code. Someone came to this church one time and then they left. They said, you should have told me what the dress code is. I, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, it, it really doesn't matter what you're wearing as long as it helps you to come into the presence of God and you feel comfortable. You, the, the clothes doesn't matter. It's the heart that really, truly matters and the service of praise that you're giving to God that he is accepting. So come as you are, not referring at all. I looked at that title on the street sign here as I drove in and I said to Corinne, I said, I wonder what the people think we're doing. 
But come as you are simply means come with your problems, your trials, your difficulties, your conflicts, your hurts. Don't wait until you feel better and feel like going to church. Just come as you are, bringing those burdens and difficulties with you because there's a Jesus here, a Savior, Emmanuel, God with us to bless us and to help us. Friend, if you have a difficulty, a struggle, a trouble, a problem, you are in the right place today. The Lord is here to bless you, to help you, and to minister. And so it is always come as you are. The Lord will bless and minister. I'm going to read, if, if you have it, if you can put it on the screen. If not, just listen to me. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. There it is. Since we have it on the screen, I'd like you to read it in unison with me together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So there it is. He is the God of all comfort. He expects to comfort us. He wants to comfort us. That's who he is. That's what he does. He is the God of all comfort. And now, since we have received comfort, we have the ability, the power, the energy to go out and to comfort others. The God of all comfort. Can you say those words? The God of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles. So that's why I'm encouraging you. Go to the throne of grace as you are. Come as you are. You are welcome there with your problems and with your troubles as you are here at the Largo Community Church to minister to you. The God of all comforts. You see, that's who God is. He really can help himself. I want you to listen to this little illustration that I heard read from a pastor. And I could somewhat relate to it. The pastor said that, he said, I get up in the morning and uh, I get dressed and I eat my breakfast just about on time. And then I get in the car and I go to the church office and meet the staff and meet with people I've made appointments with. I write letters. I work on my, my Sunday sermon. But then it's noon. I go out for lunch. I come back, do the same thing all over again, meet people I've made appointments with, write letters, continue to study and prepare the sermon, and uh, then I go home and I'm tired. He said, but my wife has a dog named Lucy, and Lucy, she gets up whenever she wants to. She eats whenever she wants to. Then she plays all around the house all day long, and then she goes and unrolls the toilet paper and scatters them all over the house. And when she gets tired, she jumps up on the couch to her favorite pillar and rests and sleeps. And when she wakes up, she plays and scatters toilet paper all over again. He said, sometimes I envy Lucy. (laughs) Have you ever heard the expression, I've been working like a dog? What kind of work does a dog do? Now, I know there there are dog sleds in Alaska. I know there are dogs that are watchdogs, but there are two or three things. But, but dogs are dogs. 
They act like a dog. They live like a dog. Now, this is what the pastor said. I'm a human. I have a human nature. I, I do what humans do. I set the clock. I get up on time. I eat on time. I go to work on time. I come back to my home. Uh, a, a dog sleeps. A dog plays. You pet the dog. You love the dog. It licks your face. A dog has the nature of a dog. It can't help itself. It's hardwired. It's going to be a dog. I can't help myself. I'm a human. I didn't ask to be a human, but I'm a human. Now, the same is true of God. Notice what you said just a moment ago and what's on the screen. He's the God of all comfort. When you come to him, he can't help himself He's going to reach out in comfort. He's not going to reach out and start condemning and rebuking. He's not going to ever be malicious. No, God does what God does. Lucy does what Lucy does. The pastor does what a human does. And God does what he does. And he's here today to bless, to heal, to forgive, and to do great and mighty things because he is the God of all comfort. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. The God of all comfort. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are laboring, who are weary, who are tired. Come to me. So I just interspersed a few words there. Come to me as you are with all your weariness and tiredness. Come as you are. Don't wait until you feel like going back to church. I don't feel like going today. But come as you are. Watch what God can do. You don't feel like sometimes going to the doctor, but you're, you have a need. And you go and you take that need and that physical problem to him or her and look for help. And you get help. So come as you are to the Lord and allow the Lord to do something beautiful for you. Now, Jesus says, come as you are to me. And I will give you what? Rest. rest. Can you say that again? Rest. rest. You see, the scripture says that God worked for six days in Genesis chapter 1, making the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. That means he entered into a heavenly blessedness. I can't think of how, how to describe it. A heavenly blessedness. Now, Jesus is saying, come to me as you are with all your restlessness and all your difficulty, and I will give you this blessed heavenly restfulness that God entered into after he created the world and the heavens and the earth. There's a rest for the people of God. There's, there's a comfort for the people of God, and only God can give it, and God will give it. Because he is the God of all comfort. He is our God. I think of how Jesus calmed the troubled sea. So much restlessness, the waves and the wind. He spoke peace and it, it just calmed right down. There was a rest and it was beautiful. But that was not the last time there was a storm on that sea. Friend, you're going to have many storms during your life. That's how life is. And, but the Lord is always there when you come to him. Come boldly to the throne of grace. You're a child of God. And God has given you the privilege and the right to come to that throne 
and to receive from Him. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Come as you are. As I said, with your problems, your troubles, your struggles, God who comforts us in all our troubles. This trouble might be different than the one last week or last year, but all our troubles, God knows how to heal and bless and restore and make whole. Uh, This is something I've noticed, I think, through the years. There are Christian people who love God very much so, But they think that their difficulty, their problem is so small and so insignificant, they're not going to pray about it or pray about it very much or pray about it very long. uh, They're they're just going to try to get it fixed on their own. But if it's a cancer, a stroke, or a heart attack, well, we're going to come to God with that. But I'll tell you what, have you ever gotten a splitter in your finger? It really has your attention until you get it out, right? That little tiny... How about a a speck in your eye with your eye watering and your nose running? Those little things can draw our attention away from God. But come as you are with whatever the problem is, the trouble is, as big as it might be or as small as it might be. Little foxes spoil the vine, the scripture says. Come as you are. Right here this morning, we're going to come to the Lord in just a few moments. And I want you to be thinking about where it is in your life that you need help right now. God knows how to fix it. He's the God of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all big troubles, small troubles. God is here to do that. Friend, it's not that you have failed God. Oh, you may have. If you have, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your attention. Well, confess it. Just tell him about it. But don't take responsibility for something that you're not responsible for. This is the way things are in this world. This is why we need the scripture. This is why we need the church. This is why we need one another. One dear old saint told me this past week. She said, Pastor, I was talking to me on the phone. I know I need to get ready and come on back to church. She said, but I have so grown a custom of staying home and watching you through streaming. And then she laughed real big. She said, I guess it's got to get my mind in, in gear again and know that I need to come to the house of the Lord. Friend, we need one another. We're the church. We're a colony of heaven on this earth. And together with faith coming together, your faith, my faith, our faith, There's a power, there's an energy that reaches into heaven. And God is there to bless and to minister. But let me me go on now to the New Testament. And I'm coming close, close to the closing. I just talked to you about Mother Teresa and what she went through. Let me tell you something about the Apostle Paul. You've heard of the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul 
wrote over half the New Testament. Listen to him as he talks about his despair, his hurt, his pain, that he himself despaired of life and almost wished to die. He was so miserable. Friend, you never get so spiritual that you don't need to seek the Lord in times of hurt, in times of pain. Listen to what he says. And I'm going to read just a little bit here right, right now. It's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. We do not want you to be uninformed. Come on. He's going to be honest with us now. The Apostle Paul, writing over half the New Testament. We, we think of the Apostle Paul uh, as the greatest of all apostles, and perhaps he was. We think of him as one that, as one pastor said, that despair and doubt and depression are just like bullets bouncing off his chest, that nothing like that would ever affect Paul. But it did, and he says it right here. Mother Teresa said it in her letters. Paul is saying it in his letters. Friend, you need to be open and honest and transparent with God. And if you have a close Christian friend, share it with that friend who will keep your secrets and agree together where two or three are you praying in the name of the Lord. But let me go back and begin again. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered, Paul suffering, in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. The Apostle Paul. Paul, if I could talk to him, I would say, I think I'm the only one that has these kinds of feelings, that maybe death would be better than life. He even despaired of life. Listen, I'll go on. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. I felt so under pressure, I felt like dying. I didn't even want to live. But, he says, this happened that we might not only not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Verse 10, he has, God has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us on him. We have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. So God will deliver if you pray, if you tell it to him. Tell him about that speck in your eye or that little splinter, that little irritation. Tell it to him because you're, you, you need his help and he is here to help. But God can't help. God can't do anything. I'll even go as far as to say he won't do anything. John Wesley said that so many years ago before me. He said, God doesn't do anything but in answer to prayer. If you don't pray, you have shut your life down spiritually. If you pray, you have elevated yourself for the Holy Spirit will come in and bring a joy and a happiness. He will take the despair away. He is here to do it. He did it for Mother Teresa. He'll do it for you. God's no respecter of persons. God is on the throne. He loves you. He saved you. He brought you into the kingdom of God, not to despair of life, but to rejoice in him and to be comforted by him and to comfort others. Amen. Amen. This is what the Lord is doing. Let God bless you. Let God help you. Let God minister to you. 
I, I want to tell you about how necessary it is for us to be together. And if you, friends, if, if you don't feel comfortable, you that are streaming, coming yet, don't come until you look to the Lord and you feel comfortable and, and, and you can come in because if you're here and you're uncomfortable, you're not going to get too much out of the service. But I know you're there and I know you're streaming and I thank God for you. And I thank God for those who have taken the step of faith and, and have come to the house of the Lord. We need one another. We need one another. We need to be near one another. Did any of you read the psychologist, the professor of uh, North, Northeastern, U- Northeastern University uh, in the Washington Post yesterday? Can I see your hand? You did. All right. I read it. This man is an agnostic. He doesn't know whether there is a God or whether there isn't a God. But he says when people come together, he said something happens to their breathing. They may not even be aware their breathing changes just to be around another person. If you sit down for lunch or you meet each other in the, in the corridor or you meet each other in church, breathing changes. And he says something happens physiologically and mentally when you're in the company of others. Jesus said, the word of God says, where two or three are gathered together. The word of God says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And, and even though you're, you're streaming, yet you're one with us today and we're one with you. We are still assembling together. But God has a plan. And when we follow the plan and we read the stories of the apostles, we know that these men were human and they suffered like we suffered. And are suffering at times now. But today is a day of blessedness. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day of new energy. The Lord is here. That's why today is that kind of a day. To bring blessing and healing and wholeness into your life. I look forward to coming and being here with you in the house of God. I'm energized that I... I, don't, I didn't think a whole lot about it. But now maybe I do know that this is the way God fearfully and wonderfully made me and made you to be in each other's presence, to pray together, to unite together, to believe together. The church, God, make them one, even as we are one, Jesus prayed. Friend, terrible thing happened about two years ago with, with this COVID that, that came on. It separated us What could have kept us out of church? Nothing could have kept us out of church before. But the devil found a way to keep us out and to keep us separated from one another. We need to pray one for another, love one another, be together with one another, not not go off and run down the devil's path and, and, and despair of one another. We are the people of God. Are you or are you not part of the church of Jesus Christ? then let's love one another, pray for one another, email, make a phone call, talk about Jesus. Like the song says, let's talk about Jesus. The King of kings is he, the Lord of lords supreme, the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. On and on it goes. You don't want to hear me sing. But it's Jesus. And if you're not talking about Jesus... Your mouth is in the wrong place. 
And the Lord is hearing that too. Let's talk about Jesus. Rejoice in Jesus. And let Jesus, he is the fixer-upper. He's the physician of body and soul. He is here to do what needs to be done today. Let him help you, friend. As we look at the situation in the world today, it doesn't take long to realize that trials and troubles come and there's no explanation as to why. Look to God and receive His comforting presence that you can then bless others with. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Thanks, Eric. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. You're my partner. I'm your partner. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. God bless you as you continue to pray and give. And I thank you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You could also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.